Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome to the Where to Market Your Business Online podcast. I'm your host, Jose Quiroz. I'm an e-commerce and digital marketing specialist. I've been in the industry for a little under a decade, started at the corporate level, and now I help medium-sized businesses, service providers, retailers, and corporate clients take their business online and profit. And this podcast shows you how to market your business online. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Where to Market Your Business Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jose Quiroz, and today we're talking about digital marketing 101. Now, the reason why we're talking about this episode, well, you know what? Let me tell you kind of what we're going to cover in this. So within this digital marketing 101 episode, we're going to cover the psychology of digital marketing, the content side of digital marketing, your goals and objectives, tactics and channels, the current standing of digital marketing and the future of it, uh, etc. So the reason why I wanted to do this episode was I just felt like there were certain things about digital marketing that my clients are just not aware of, right? I get these national and international companies coming in that maybe are doing something in the digital world, but it's not effective, it's not groundbreaking, it's not innovative, or they haven't done any digital at all and they're trying to figure it out, right? They're trying to make a media play, a social play, a product play, whatever the case may be but they just don't firmly understand all the different components within digital marketing. And I figured that would be a really good episode for everyone to listen to, to really kind of understand this. So that's why this episode is called Digital Marketing 101. If you find this valuable, please leave a rating and review and feel free to share with someone, subscribe, all that good stuff. It's really, really beneficial for the podcast and to get the word out and to keep spreading all these amazing insights. Uh, Before I get into this episode, Shannon, if you're listening, hi, uh, thank you so much for reaching out and letting me know that uh, you're getting some wealth of knowledge um, in the podcast. I'm just happy that people are able to listen and take away things and walk away learning something new, right? That's it's the best we can do here. So um, so what's up to you? Hope you're doing well. And uh, yeah, let's get into the episode. Digital Marketing 101. So the first, the first place I wanted to start was the psychology of digital marketing. There's a really cool book called Decoding, Decoding the New Consumer Mind. And it's written from a psychologist perspective on how the underlying emotions, benefits, and triggers, emotional triggers, and intellectual triggers are the same for the consumer. However, they're portrayed a little differently in the digital world, right? We all know retail therapy, right? You go shop and you feel better. So that's the same thing that's going on in the digital world. However, the touch points are a little differently. Now, without getting into the touch points, I just want to, again, talk about the psychology of it. So People are shopping for what? To look better, to feel better, to aspire to be, right? They want to wear the same shirt that their music icon is wearing. They want to wear the brand that makes them not only feel good, but also express the fact that they're environmentally friendly, that they support humanity. You know, they want to wear Nike because they want to feel like an athlete. They want to feel like they have the blood of an athlete, things of that nature. So the psychology of digital marketing is still there and it actually aligns directly with the traditional psychology of sales. Uh, You know, there's eight different reasons why 
people purchase, right? There's another book called, I'm actually, I'm actually looking at my books right now. The book is called Casvertising Tips and Secrets from 1001, 1001 Tips and Secrets from Agencies on How to Sell Anything to Anyone. And within that book, it talks about the main reasons why people purchase. And there's eight reasons why people do that. There's one, survival, enjoyment of life, life extension. Two, enjoyment of food or beverage. Three, freedom from fear, pain, danger. Four, sexual companionship. Five, comfortable living conditions and anti or uh, anti uncomfortability, right? So being pro comfortable. Uh, number six is to be superior, a winner, or to keep up with the Joneses, right? Keep up your appearances, keep up your reputation. Seven is care and protect for loved ones. And then the eighth one is social approval. So all eight of these, they call them LF8s, the eight different reasons why people purchase are still extremely relevant. And what that's going to do is that's going to fuel the type of content that you're throwing in the digital space because you're getting into the psychology of the individual. Now, it's going to be unique for each target audience that you're trying to reach and the messaging and the actual copy, a video, whatever it is that you're creating, the actual content is going to be unique and specific to each target audience. But again, the underlying psychology of purchase behavior is still the same. It's just being addressed in a different tactic or in a different content, right? So that's where I wanted to start off with digital marketing. You have to understand the psychology of the target audience in order to really make this work, right? So that's the first part. Now, once you've identified the psychology of your target audience, Internally, you're going to need to know and understand and decide what are your goals and object objectives here within digital marketing. I see this time and time again. Businesses use digital marketing because they feel like they have to, because their competition is doing it, because the consumer's there, because an agency or a consultant or someone told them this is what you should be doing. I don't disagree with that. However, you should be doing this with an intention, with a purpose. Now, is the goal to drive brand awareness, to drive leads, to drive more sales, to help better customer service, to increase business operations? What's the goal? What's the objective? Again, you have to decide that for yourself. Now, all of them could be the goal, right? You could want to say raise a brand awareness, therefore lead to more leads, therefore lead to better customer service, whatever the case may be. And that's totally fine if it encompasses all, but you're going to have to understand that if it encompasses all, you can't tackle all of it. You're going to have to break it down piece by piece and you're going to need to work backwards, right? If you have an overall grand vision of how your digital marketing and your and the digital side of your business is going to facilitate new customers, onboard them, educate them, etc., you're not going to be able to turn that over I would say even in six months, right? So you're going to need to work backwards to say, what do I have to do month one, month two, month three, et cetera, to start building towards those. And as you break those down, you're going to have different objectives and goals within those monthly periods, right? So that's another thing that's extremely important. You're going to understand the psychology of the individual who you're trying to reach to, right? Understand the psychology of the other person on the screen. And once you have that, you're going to need to define what is the purpose of all this? What's the goal? What am I trying to reach? What am I trying to do? Am I trying to have people purchase online? Am I trying to have them sign up online? Am I trying to use online to get a direct call or message or email? 
right? So you're gonna have to identify those. Now, once you've identified those, you're gonna look at the tactics and the channels. Now, this is the, here's the insider tip. The better you are at the psychology of the consumer and the overall objective and goal internally, plus where you want the consumer to go, the easier the tactics and the channels are gonna be for you to identify. They're not gonna be easier for you to execute, that doesn't really get easier, but the clarity on what tactics or channels you should be using, that's gonna be become much more apparent because you already know who you're trying to reach, you know their psychology, and you, you know what you're trying to get done. So you're gonna understand what channels you're gonna need, what marketing, what platforms, profiles, etc. you're gonna need. Now, what are some different tactics or channels you can be using in the digital marketing space. Social media is the number one I lead with because it's the number one I get asked for, right? That's the sexy object. That's what every company, organization, business, independent entrepreneur, whatever the case may be, they always look at social media. Now, keep this interesting stat in mind. Adobe released a statistic that said only about 10% of your social media following actually lead, end up on your website, 10%, right? So, interesting interesting statistic now what that tells me is i'm not trying to discourage you from social media but what it tells me is that you can actually leverage social media to conduct business without having driving them on your site without having to drive the consumer to your site so tactics and channels right we have social media within that falls everything from youtube to clubhouse right another tactic or channel is seo right just getting that search engine optimization being able to be found on Google, Bing, Yahoo, DuckDuckGo, whatever people are using to search, whatever search engines are out there, being able to get dominated in those. Now, one thing to keep in mind here is that Google is the dominant player here, but they're not the only player here. So if you can dominate Yahoo or Bing results, you can see a lot of results as well. Now, there's also blogs and forums and communities and groups, etc. But some of the things that you might want to keep in mind when it comes to tactics and channels that fall a little bit outside of the scope of just digital and or, or social media and online presence is voice search, right? Voice search and visual search is coming sooner than later. I know some companies are already doing it. Um, some of my clients have been testing it already as well, being able to upload a picture and it's searched by the picture. But voice search is something to really keep in mind, right? Anything from Siri to your Alexa to your Google Home, whatever the case may be. That also brings into consideration the Internet of Things, your smartphones, uh, smart TVs, smart refrigerators, uh, again, your Alexas, your, you know, your at home devices, um, your car it's becoming a smart car, the Tesla, things of that nature. The Internet of Things are literally things, physical objects around you that are now integrated to the Internet and you can use it to promote, search, research, purchase all of that good stuff. So that's kind of where the landscape is now. And the Internet of Things has really taken the way that folks engage digitally to a different level. It has brought it more into the physical world, right? Because your Alexa and your Google Home is sitting in your home. You're not really on it like you are with a device, like with the with a phone, right? You're not really hunched over just looking at the screen, tapping away at it. You're going about your business and allowing your voice to engage with this piece of technology that then pulls data digitally for you for a recipe, directions, music, whatever the case may be. So keeping in mind that the tactics and channels have migrated from just what you see on a screen, social media and website, 
to now physical objects and verbal objects and eventually will become more visual. Now, you've dug into the psychology of the consumer. You've identified the goals and objectives of where you want that consumer to go. That has hopefully painted a clear picture for the tactics and channels you should be using to accomplish that. Then you're going to say, great, how do I actually get this done? How do I actually execute this? Now, there's been a saying in the digital world, and it hasn't changed in the past 30 years, that goes content is king. Now, content is king. Why? Because without content, you can't communicate online. Without video, copy, pictures, audio, text, whatever, you can't get a message across simple as that. I would argue that content is king period, not just in the digital space, but in the whole world. I mean, how else are you going to promote? Billboard is content. Flyers are content. Um, I would even argue that being one-on-one with someone and shaking their hand and giving them a presentation is content, right? So the content side of thing, things all is twofold in my eyes. The first part is the creative aspect of it. Now, the creative is going to come after the psychology, after the goals and the objectives, and after the tactics and channels have been clearly defined and worked through because the creative is just going to support what that psychology is, what that goal and objective is, and what that channel or tactic supports, right? If you identify that Instagram is the channel you're going to be using, then you know that you have to be creating Instagram stories, Instagram feed posts, maybe IGTV, Reels, all that good stuff, right? And if it was Pinterest, you wouldn't be doing stories because there's no stories feature, right? So that's how the tactics and the channels are going to identify the creative. Now, the psychology and the objective is going to help the creative or at least give direction to the creative. Why? Because once you understand the psychology of the of the consumer, you're going to create creative that speaks to that psychology. Once you've identified the goal and the objective, you're going to create creative that tries to move you or the consumer towards that goal or objective. Right. If it's to get direct messages, then you're going to have a call to action that says message me now. If it's to get phone calls, you get the you get the idea. Right. So on the constant content side of things you have the creative side then you also have the production side now this is where a lot of businesses get it wrong there's a consistency to this you have to look at yourself as a small media company a netflix um a disney plus whatever the case may be you need a product roadmap of the content you're going to be throwing out right again if your goal is I want to drive subscriptions, that's your six-month goal, you're going to have to work backwards to say, what's the type of content I have to throw out in the world to drive subscriptions eventually? I might have to educate people. I might have to tease them with things, right, because you're trying to get them to subscribe. So maybe you do a freemium of content where it's bits and pieces of what they could be getting once they get into the subscription, right? But all of that is going to have to be planned out, organized, structured, and executed consistently right because this stuff doesn't happen overnight i would say you need a minimum of six months to test out a tactic and make adjustments now you can make adjustments on a monthly but you're gonna have to give the overall channel or tactic a six month trial run to see if it produces for you again i see this done wrong all the time because typically the creative side of the business is ran by creatives and there's a 
lack of discipline that tends to happen within that production or that content creation team that doesn't allow them to plan ahead in the future and then consistently produce the content that's needed to get to that future outcome or goal, right? So understanding that content is king, your creative comes from the psychological and from the objectives of the consumer, along with the tactics and channels so you can create creative that's formatted correctly and two, the consistency and the actual production of it plan out get it done do it and go it's not easy um even with this with this podcast you know there's hit and miss weeks why because we get busy things happen and so batch recording usually helps and that can help with you and your content creation batch content creation but again understand that there's a consistency to this whole play of digital marketing Awesome. So, so far we covered the psychology, the goals and objectives, tactics and channels, and the content side of things. Now, towards for the ending part of the podcast, I want to talk about kind of current and future states of digital marketing. So, what is the current state of digital marketing? Digital marketing has become pretty sophisticated especially from the consumer's point of view. They can smell an ad from a mile away. There's ad fatigue. There's also many experiences of an ad or a product that looks amazing digitally, gets purchased, and is not what the consumer wanted. Then it's really difficult for them to return it, to exchange it. There's all final sales or all sales are final, whatever the case may be, because there's a bunch of independent e-commerce companies out there that are just don't really care, right? There's a lack of quality and and support for the customer. So what that has done was it's made the consumer really savvy. Again, they understand this stuff. So if you try to bypass the psychological aspect of this whole thing and the goals and objectives, your messaging, your content is going to land on deaf ears. People are going to ignore it. It's not going to resonate with them. You're going to see it. There's no, they're not going to engage. They're not going to share. They're not even going to hate they're just going to ignore it completely so the current standing of digital marketing is you have to understand the consumer is is intelligent they're fully aware of it you could see this with gen z right gen z talks about content they talk about creating content uh trying to become a tiktok star or instagram star whatever the case may be it doesn't really matter that's you know that's just kind of a current cultural trends but the underlying message I want to get across here is that they're savvy to this stuff. They understand what the algorithm is. They understand that if they throw more content out there, they get more likes and engagement and therefore gives them a following. And then therefore they can create products or merchandise or a community that they can monetize later. Right. That is a very, very sophisticated consumer. The consumer is not like that for TV or radio or billboards or flyers or whatever the case may be. They never look at it. They know it's advertising, but they never look at it in a sense of, oh, that I know the strategy there. I know the tactic there. I know the whole outcome there. This is what you do to do this. Right. So that's one thing currently where you stand and anyone looking to get into digital marketing, you have to understand that fully that the consumer is aware they're intelligent. They get it. And you're going to have to need to understand that. So. That's kind of the current status of digital marketing. Now, another part of the current status of digital marketing is what I talked about, the tactics and channels. So, you know, that's kind of that part of it. Now, where is the future of digital marketing going? Well, in my opinion, this year started to show is is starting to show glimpses of what the future has in front of us. The first thing is 
this to me this year is the year of legislation right the governments governmental uh parties whether it's national at the state level whatever at the international they're starting to develop committees to help police and regulate the digital space right so privacy legislation uh disability acts mm, the death of the third party cookie these are all things that are starting to look at how digital is impacting in a negative way a consumer's privacy, a consumer's mindset, behaviors, et cetera, et cetera. So legislation is definitely coming. Um, that is forcing digital marketers to get more personalized, to understand the consumer more in depth because they don't want to throw content creative out there that lands on deaf ears. That doesn't really work because not only are they going to get ignored, but now they run the risk of getting blacklisted, people putting it as spam, reporting it. And the more that happens, the less you're going to be able to be effective in the digital space because the consumer is getting put first. Now, this is kind of silly to say, but when digital marketing and online first started, because it was so new, companies doing it could be very half-assed in the, in the pardon my French, could be very half-assed in the communication that they throw. And people would accept it because it was a new channel. They didn't really get it, right? They just kind of, they took everything as gospel when it came to them. But now again, people are savvy. We've all gotten the, you know, the Saudi prince trying to get our bank account information, right? We've all been there. So there's a skepticism and there's a knowledge there that is now being addressed and it's going to impact the future of digital marketing. So privacy is going to be a big thing. Personalization is going to be a big thing and really making sure that you understand that psychology of the individual. So then the messaging and the digital content that you're throwing out there is going to land to someone who's open to hearing it and understanding that that message is appropriate for them. Within that, how personalization and privacy is going to be driven is actually big data, which is a little counterintuitive, right? Because we often think as privacy and legislation as anti-data, because the more data we get it from a consumer, the more power we have, the more knowledge we have of them, the better we can sell them, the less content the consumer is because they're sharing this, this data. And the consumer now is getting really really savvy, really, yeah, really savvy to the value of their data. So what I see happening with big data is clean data, hygiene. It's it's about still gathering as much data from your consumer as possible, but making sure that it's the appropriate data, managing the data correctly, and also really being transparent with the consumer that the fact that you're getting their data is a value add to them. It's something positive for them. It's going to help them in the long run. It's going to make their life convenient, easier, and give them the ability to discover products or solutions to their problems that they have. Within all of this, artificial intelligence kicks in. Now, AI is already kind of in full swing, um, well, at least in the beginning stages of it, right? You have your automated chat bots and you kind of have these things. And right now, AI is being used in a sense of being able to answer short things, nothing too complex, nothing um, that has uh, that would need a human oversight, which is totally fine. 
But as things happen and things grow and change, AI is going to be mixed with a human touch in order to make it a little bit more robust, a little bit more complex in its thinking, being able to consume context, not just content, and marry the context with the content in order to identify what is the psychological need of the consumer. So that's going to be a really interesting play. Um, I would also add, you know, VR to this augmented reality. I would add deep fakes of people being able to create uh, content um, that's powered by artificial intelligence or by, you know, some kind of machine that, you know, it can doctor videos, it could doctor different things. Um, there's going to be some ups and downs there, right? There's going to be some exposures of people doing it wrong, abusing it. Um, and I think eventually it will work itself out. But eventually could be anything from three to 10 years, right? So really, really depends um, on kind of where it's going. And the biggest thing I think of the future of digital marketing is that it's going to become all encompassing. The other day I was driving on the highway and I saw a 18 wheeler that had a digital display on the back. And now you can promote five different, six different advertisements, announcements in that back of that 18 wheeler. When before it would just be one, you know, piece of sticker or, or piece of paper that got glued on there or pasted on there. So digital is going to be in your physical life. And so as someone who's trying to get into the digital world, you're going to need to understand again, the psychology, where is this being displayed and what's the intent of the user when they're consuming this information digitally. So awesome. That's the episode digital marketing 101. Again, we tapped into the psychology, the goals and objectives, tactics and channels, uh, social media, voice search, internet of things, uh, the content side of things, creative plus production, and the current state of digital marketing and the future state of digital marketing. Lots, lots, lots going on there. And honestly, each one of these bullet points deserves its own episode because we can dig in much, much, much deeper into all of it. But I wanted to teach the students, teach my class uh, a digital marketing 101 lesson. So I hope you got some value out of it. If you did, feel free to leave a rating and review or subscribe, share it with a friend. And if you like the podcast, feel free to send me a message and with any feedback, thoughts, ideas, things of that nature. So thank you so much. I hope you got something valuable out of it and we'll chat very, very soon.